You want to make sure your logo is legible, but not taking up too much space. So many people think that the logo is the most important part of their header, but it's not. It's just an element you want there to start building brand recognition. So make sure your logo is a clear image, big enough to read, and kind of an afterthought to the navigation. You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Hey there, it's time for another episode of the Product Powerhouse Podcast. (laughs) I am so excited. Today's podcast episode is one that I actually recorded over a year ago, but never really committed to. And I mean, I'm completely redoing it. So I'm really excited about this episode. It was just so funny going through my notes and like remembering all these things I said a year ago. They're still important they're still (laughs) valuable. So that's really fun to see. Anyway, so today's episode is about one refresh you can do on your Shopify store in the next 10 minutes that's going to make a powerful impact on your store. Let's think about this. Like imagine this happens because I, I hear it happens all the time. You got a raving review of your product. Someone loves it. They're sending everyone they know to your store and you're excited. You're like so happy because they love your product, but you're also cringing a little bit on the inside because you're slightly embarrassed by the way your website looks. It's not professionally designed because who has the budget for that? And you're not really techy enough to have done something cool. You just kind of put something up there quick to get it out into the world and you're worried that you've missed something but it's the best you can do for now. I got you. (laughs) This is exactly the situation I hear from so many of my new students inside my course, DIY Shopify, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but let's, let's get some like steps taken to fix this because there is something you can do right now or in the next 10 minutes after this episode ends to make your Shopify store more functional, more user-friendly, more efficient, and more visually appealing, you could probably do it while you're listening to this episode because I'm gonna walk you through what to do. Here's the secret. The most powerful way to refresh the look and functionality of your Shopify storefront in the next 10 minutes is to spruce up your header and your footer. That's it. I know you're probably feeling shocked, Maybe you were thinking I was going to tell you to replace all your pictures. That's not it. We're going to clean up your header and your footer. These are two key functional elements of your website, and they really set the tone and direction for your customer's experience. They're subtle. They're doing all the hard work for your site without even really being something people notice, but poorly designed headers and footers are a pain. They will cost you points in professionalism, great branding, and sales. Okay, so headers and footers contain really important links to the important pages, aka where the information is, on your websites that customers need and want to explore before making an informed 
purchase. And a few weeks ago, we talked about ethical marketing where we want to provide all the information about helping customers make that informed purchase, right? So this is one of our top priorities as a business owner and as a salesperson and as a marketer to provide all the information a customer might need on our website and in a way that is organized, streamlined, easy to use. Plus, our headers and footers are interactive. So that's a part of your website that customers are not just looking at, but they're engaging with. So it needs to work really well. It needs to be on brand and it needs to be functional and clear. So let's start talking about headers. (laughs) I'm sure you've heard that saying where they tell you, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And it's so true. Your header is the first thing customers are seeing when they come to your Shopify store. So this is your chance to showcase your brand and instill the feeling you want them to experience and provide the best direction for customers when they're shopping. So let's talk about some ways to make your headers beautiful and functional. And the number one thing we're going to keep in mind is keep it simple. So I have a few tips for you. The first is use your space wisely. You can flaunt your brand by showcasing your logo and using brand colors and fonts, but you also want to use the space very selectively. You want to make sure your logo is legible, but not taking up too much space. So many people think that the logo is the most important part of their header, but it's not. It's just an element you want there to start building brand recognition. So make sure your logo is a clear image, big enough to read, and an afterthought to the navigation. For your navigation, you want to make sure you're using a decent size font, usually around 14 to 16 points or pixels. That's what Google tends to prefer. I personally always prefer a sans serif font, one with straight edges. They are easier to read on screens for most people. Occasionally, you can get away with a really well done serif font. You're just going to have to be, you know, selective when you're font choosing based off your brand guidelines and use one that is really easy to read. As far as navigation links go, again, we wanna focus on keeping it simple. Your header navigation should be incredibly simple and straightforward to decrease the overwhelm and confusion for customers. A confused customer will not purchase anything. So in your navigation, use top level categories or collections to make it easy for customers to browse through and find things they're looking for. You can also use drop-down menus to keep things organized. So I want to kind of give you an example here. If you are a jewelry maker, your top level categories would probably be like rings, necklaces, bracelets, earrings. If you are a candle maker or home decor, you might have candles and home decor. There's not a specific number of links you should have. I used to say five to seven, but it really depends on your brand. If you have a lot of categories, you might need more and you might need to use, you know, a different kind of strategy for your header than someone who has a smaller catalog of products. So it's going to be dependent on your products and how people like to browse your store. You absolutely want to include a shop all link Some people will want to shop by category. They only want to see the pillows because that's what they're looking for. And some people want to be able to scroll through everything. So give them both options. 
so that you can appeal to those both types of people. And then you only want to include top-level pages in your header. So this isn't just collections. It could also be additional pages on your site. You want to include the ones that are most important. This isn't the place to list out every page or every collection you offer. you got to be very selective about what you link in your header. Something that's really common that I see is people will have a blog link in their navigation, but they haven't blogged in a year. If blogging is not a high priority marketing tactic for you, get that blog link out of the header and clean it up. You don't need it. We're going to go through some questions to you know ask yourselves about things in the header in just a few minutes after we talk about footers. Just remember, you want to include top level pages in your header. So that might be your about page, contact page. So some of the must-haves for your header navigation or your header in general, it's going to be a contact page or some way to contact you. If you have a customer service phone number, sometimes you'll see that in there or a link to a contact page. You absolutely need to have a search bar or you know, an icon they click on to search because people are going to be looking for that in your navigation. And you should also have a link to see their cart because if customers need to know if they have something in their cart, they need easy access to get back to the cart in order to follow through with that checkout process. Some things I want you to skip in your navigation would be a link to your homepage. Your logo, if you click the logo, it takes you back to your homepage. So including an actual link to the page is just wasted space. So take that out of there. And social media links. Social media links do not belong in the header. They can go in the footer. They can go on other pages. They could go on the contact page. They do not belong in the header. In the header, they are a distraction and they are sending people away from your site when our goal is to keep them on the site and help them make a purchase. Let's move on to footers. So footers might be the most overlooked opportunity to engage with your customers. Your footer is a powerful and potent space on your website, especially when used correctly. Strong footers are an extension of your header and they can supplement the information that people have found there. So while your header provides clear directions on what they should do. Your footer can also provide an easy access map to what a customer should do next and ways to navigate your store. What's really cool is that online customers or online shoppers have learned to expect certain things in the footer, contact information, links to your return policy. So we're going to talk about some of those, but you know, we've been taught that these things go in the footer. And if you don't put them there, then people don't know where to find them. So to optimize your footer, and use it to supplement your header, here's some things that you should include. Possibly a secondary logo or icon or some kind of branding just to tie things together. It helps with brand recognition. I like to use a secondary logo. I will rarely use the same logo from the header. I just kind of like to add some kind of brand element to make it feel a little fancier. And then you will again have some navigation links, not necessarily the same ones from the header, You definitely want to have a link to your about page, your contact. If you are blogging, but it's not top level, I would put a blog there. I would also include main product collections. So you could do a few top level options. You know, like again, if you're a jeweler, you might do rings, bracelets, earrings, depending on how much space you have, or you might just do a shop all button, depending again on how much space you have. Some stores, you know, you might have a couple columns or you might have 
a lot of columns. It really just depends on the layout of your footer and how much space you have. Also include social media links in the footer. That's a great place to put a link to Instagram or you know where they can email you. You absolutely need to have some kind of link for your customer support or customer service. So whether it's like a phone number or an email address that they can just click or a link to the contact page where you have that information listed. You also need to have your returns policy, shipping policy. You are legally obligated to have a terms and condition and privacy policy on your store, which you would also link to in the footer. And you might have some different rules and regulations based on different things you're doing. For example, if you want to run Google ads, they require you to have certain pages on your site listed in the footer so that they are easily accessed by customers. They require you to have a couple different things. So it kind of depends on what you're trying to do with your store beyond just having a store. But these are things people have learned to expect in the footer. So definitely keep them in the footer. If you have a physical location, you absolutely need to put store hours and location information in the footer because people who are local to you, if they think, oh, I want to go to that shop, I remember the name, but I don't know you know, where it's located, and they type that in, they need to be able to find that information very quickly. So you need to have it in the footer so it's easy to find and they don't have to do any work to search for it. The footer is also a great place to have one more strong call to action. So if your customer was to do one final thing, they probably haven't made a purchase, what would that be? So typically we'll put an email sign up, something that's going to give them a great benefit for signing up and just hope giving them one more chance to get into your world. So for an email sign up, I might do one column in the footer with a small sign up, you know, like sign up and save 10% or, you know, sign up and get this printable, whatever the thing is. Or I might do a bigger sized sign up above the footer that appears on every page. And sometimes people call them pre-footers, but it's just like an extension of the footer that I'm using as a signup form. And it's showing up on every page so that if a customer is browsing, it just seems like part of the footer. I have included screenshots or examples of footers and headers in the blog post. So if you want to visit the blog that it goes with this podcast episodes, you can go to our show notes and see that. It's also at productpowerhouse.co slash podcast. And that will give you some examples to look at because I know it can be a little bit hard to understand what I'm talking about when you can't see it, right? Hey, as I was creating this episode, I realized that this would make a beautiful checklist, which is like my love language. So if you want to get this in a checklist so that you can easily make this quick refresh for your Shopify site, just go over to productpowerhouse.co slash refresh. And of course, we have that link in the show notes. You can download a Google Doc so you can audit and make a list of things you want to change in your header or footer and get it done so that you have the most effective 10 minutes and give your site a quick refresh. So if you've listened to this episode and you're like, I need to look through my footer, where do I start? Here's some things I want you to start with. Open up your website on your desktop, on a full size screen and on your phone. And I want you to look at your header space and and decide, am I seeing enough of the next step? Because think about it, most people aren't gonna look at the header first. It's gonna be an afterthought. The very first part of your website called the hero, they're gonna look at that first and then their eyes are gonna go up to the header. That's how our brain's been trained 
to view websites. So I want you to look at that space and decide, is it taking up too much space, too little space, or the right amount of space? Is the logo in the header legible? On desktop and on mobile, with most themes, you'll be able to change the size, whether you're looking at it for a mobile view or desktop view, so you can go in and tweak those sizes. And then I want you to look at your links in your navigation. Look at each link and say, is this crucial for making a purchase or is this something they would want to know later in the process? Or is this something that they need to know now? Is this something they'll be looking for? If it's something they'll be looking for, you want to include the link to that in the footer. If it's something that's going to help them browse, you're going to put that in the header. And then I want you to look at all of the links and categories and make sure that they are your top level the ones that get the most traffic or the ones you want to sell more of. If you have a collection that you really want to sell, you're going to put that first in your site. That's going to be the one you focus on. I also want you to look at your fonts. Is the size of the font big enough? Is it at least a 14 point? Do you have space to make it a 16 point without it feeling too cluttered? Look at that. That's really important for legibility, especially on different sizes of phones. There's one thing I didn't mention, and that is the little space above your header, which websites these days are using a lot more, and that's called an announcement bar. The announcement bar is a really great place to put a call to action. So if you want to share some special information, use that announcement bar space. Like, Don't be afraid to use that space to highlight different things. You can put up an opt-in there, like sign up for our email list. It's also a great place to tell someone if you have a sale going on. So it's a really awesome space for an offer. A lot of people like to put whether they have free shipping up there. If you have free shipping, that's a benefit to shopping with you. So you can put that up in the announcement bar space. The examples I included do have, some have an announcement bar. So that's why I remember to add that in. But that's like a bonus space that you can use to provide more information in a really organized way. Don't go too crazy with that announcement bar. I know some of them will let you have like scrolling, flashing, different things. You want to keep it pretty simple because we don't want to distract from shopping and browsing our store. We want to keep things organized. Do yourself a favor, sit down, open up your website on your phone and on a computer and view it. If you feel you're too close to the situation, like if you're like, ah, it's perfect, maybe have a friend look at your site and ask them a couple of these questions. Like, could you, if you had to look for the contact information, could you do that? Like, do you know where to find it? Just so you have an idea of whether or not your header and footer are really working for you and not just taking up really malleable space. In talking about header and footer and streamlining and what goes where and what size and which pictures you should use and how it all works together is the entire purpose of the DIY Shopify course. DIY Shopify is our brand new self-study program to help you create an amazing website without spending hours on Google or learning code so that you can focus on the parts of your business you love. It's six modules of easy to follow lessons that are going to help you build your own Shopify store like a pro. It includes video tutorials, written explanations, planning worksheets, checklists, and tons of examples to show you what's possible. If you want to find out more and see if DIY Shopify is right for you, visit us at productpowerhouse.co slash DIY, or you can always click the link in our show notes. And as a podcast listener, I want to give you a special discount 
So if you want to check out Product Powerhouse and you decide to join, use the code powerhouse at checkout for $100 off and we'll see you inside the course. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.